come on. We're together again, just praising the Lord. We're together again, say it, just praising the Lord. We're together again, say it again, we're together again, praise the Lord. This is a praise meeting, brothers and sisters. This is a deliverance meeting. This is a victory meeting. We want everyone here to enter into the spirit. And the prayer of my heart says that before these meetings are over, everybody's entered into the dance. There's a revival on brothers and sisters that may cut across a lot of the old tradition. The other's been failing for years, but this way of rejoicing works wonders. Many may not agree the way we let it go, but we're just going to let it go. We've got no elders, we've got no pastors, we've got no ministers holding us down. We can do as we like, according to the move of the Holy Spirit. And I tell you, revival can spread in a mighty way. And we, we welcome every one of you this morning. We ask you to enter into the joy of the Lord. Why do we talk so much about praise? Because that's where the power lies. And when I look at some of your faces who I haven't seen for a long while, surely you do need a do good dose of glory. <laughs> and this is what you're going to get, because it's, this is something you can't put on. It's what comes down from heaven and fills your soul and changes your whole life and your whole thinking in every way. Change your home, changes everybody, even changes your wives. It does. It does make a difference. Praise God. And what happens this way when we get the joy of the Lord? You'll find the love of God flowing to one another. People say to me, Henry, I've started a new honeymoon. My home's entirely different since I had the glory. Then we find perhaps the husband has it and the wife hasn't. Well, then we have a problem with the wives. But then they get the glory, then they really get married in the spirit. Then we have problems where the wives don't get it. And then the husbands, but they marry them up. We had a wonderful incident last night in here. One wife was complaining about her husband uh, here, and she said that he'd gone out in the meeting and uh, we'd have prayed for him. And it's the first time he'd ever been in a meeting, and I'm spirit-filled and I've been blessed. And while I'm talking to her husband, uh, to the wife here, my other pal's talking to the husband outside. <laughs> and we didn't know until the end of the meeting. And and Ian doesn't do something to you, it's a failure. Because it should do something to you. But where the Spirit of God is, there's action, there's deliverance, and there's power. I know what I'm talking about because it's happened to me. There's power in praising God. So, brothers and sisters, make your mind up. You've come for a glory holiday, make it a glory holiday. And the first thing's first. We've come together the first day of the week to praise God and to lift him up. When we lift him up and praise him in all this beauty, then I tell you, put first things first, the glory of God comes down. All your troubles fade away is a different praise God. Amen. We're in something big, we're in something real. But these meetings are different. We don't have anyone going on speaking for a long while. And excuse me, any help if you do, I shall pull your coattail. <laughs> give me that privilege, but I shall only do it if the Spirit leads me. But if I feel anointed on it, it'll carry on. So pray for me that God will guide me and, and every one of us that the Holy Spirit might flow. And everybody, everybody might receive a mighty blessing and a new anointing because that's all what it's about. Praise God. Thank you for coming, brothers and sisters. Enter into the joy of the Lord. We love every one of you. Praise God. And we're in a big thing. And I tell you what, the Jesus coming and the only way to bring the king back is to praise him. He's coming back with rejoicing. <laughs> Amen. When we first came to this place, I said to the people, can we allow to book bunting up? He says, of course you can book bunting up if you like. He says, we'll provide you with the bunting. So the councils provide us with all the bunting. We have the keys to the place we can do as we like. And we give God all the praise and all the glory. And you and I pray and believe that God has started a mighty revival. Not only in your heart, but in my heart and, and the hearts of our dear brothers and sisters in Wales. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to read the Psalms and put you on the right lines to start off with. 150th Psalm, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the ferment of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Are you listening to me now? Praise him with the sound of a trumpet. Who's blowing the trumpet? Blow the trumpet. Blow it out then. Go on. Go on, drop the sound and blow it. 
Grazie. Praise the Lord. Praise with the old saucer in the heart. We haven't got that tambourine from the bash. Come on. Come on. Not a very good one, is it? Raise it with a tremble and a dance. Have you got it? Raise it with stringed instruments and organs. Go on, clap the organ, brother. Now, louder, come on! I think we need to pray for the organist. Lord, bless the organist. Give him a mighty anointing in the name of Jesus. Amen. One more, please, come on. Last on the organ, go on. That's better. What we want to get to do, we're not in a religious meeting. We've come home. We've come home. Do you believe it? Say amen. Praise him with the loud symbols. That's it. Let's have it the hot breath. Praise the Lord. Everybody. Stand and sing, why don't you lift up your hands and praise the Lord? Come on, boys, come, everybody standing, everybody standing, come on.
still look a lovely lot of folk. You're going to be a lot better looking by the time these meetings are over. One thing you're going to feel in these meetings is the love of God being shed abroad. And we do believe in the body ministry. And all I'm doing by the grace of God is to set you all free in the spirit that everybody's ministering one to another. This is a body ministry, and it involves everybody. Some of you sit far off, some of you are near. But by the grace of God, I'm going to put you all into action now. You've probably never done it before, but you're going to do it this morning. I want everybody in this place for this next ten minutes, only ten minutes, no more, to all stand up and to come out of your seats and to go around and bless one another. Use that what you've got, what God's given you to give to somebody else. Now you say, I don't used to doing that anyway. Well, you've got to get used to it, because heaven will be like that. We're in heavenly places. Everybody come out of your seats and go and bless somebody. It doesn't matter whether you know them or not. If you don't know them, go to them and bless them. Everybody stand and bless one another. He poured in the oil and the wine, the time that restored my soul. He found me bleeding and dying, gentle though. He poured in the oil and the wine. He poured in the oil.
like this this morning. You give God all the praise and give him all the glory. Make the most of these meetings now and tonight and throughout the week to enter in to the joy of the Lord. I emphasize that. There's no other strength. We've read all the other things, but we believe in entering in to the joy of the Lord. There's something to enter into, brother. There's something to get into. There's something that needs to get into you and me. A new visitation by the Holy Spirit. It comes by him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We do love you all this morning, brother and sister, and thank you all for coming. Now, brother Steve is a brother of mine I've known for many years and been a great blessing. He was with me many years ago on Mansfield Marketplace there and we had a wonderful fellowship together. Brother Steve, give him a clap. Well, I'm glad to be living in these days after about 28 years of salvation and being baptized in the Spirit. I'm more thrilled today because I believe that God is doing something today where he's filling people with the Spirit and he's making them one. And the, the last words that Jesus exhorted folk was that they might be one, even as we are. They were the last words that Jesus spoke, all oh, that they may be one, that with the glory that you gave me, Father, that I might give to them, that they may be one. That's why he's giving a, given us, the glory that he's given us to make us one. And, uh, you know, very often we've come together and, and folk have gathered together and not realized that we are the body of Christ. We are Christ's bodies. We are Christ's body. Very often we've looked at folk that are sick and diseased and we've said, if only Jesus was here. But he is here because we are the body of Christ to extend the very ministry of Jesus when he went into heaven and poured out the Holy Spirit it was so that we could extend his very own ministry that we might walk the world as Jesus walked and be like Jesus was and walk this earth just like Jesus in setting men free and healing the sick and casting out devils because I'm glad that Jesus has given us the same spirit that was in him to be in, in us. But as much as God is blessing us, I believe he's saying something that's very serious. 
Over the years, men and women have been divided by denominational barriers. God has moved by his spirit and they stuck a label on it. But I'm glad today I have no label whatsoever. None at all. No label. I'm just his. And I'm glad I belong to Jesus. And if anybody says who do you belong to, I just belong to Jesus. But as we come together, there's also a serious thing. I believe that we're going to pay the price for oneness. We'll have to pay a price for oneness. And I just want to read from Ephesians chapter 4. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you would walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you were called, with all loneliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. You know, we don't love each other because we love each other despite. And uh, I think it was the said of Oliver, Crom Oliver Cromwell, warts and all. They loved him despite his warts. <laughs> Endeavouring to keep the unity of the Spirit. Endeavouring to keep the unity of the Spirit. Endeavouring to keep the unity of the Spirit. And it's not always easy to keep the unity of the Spirit. And one thing that, that Satan would try to do is to divide us and to spoil us and spoil the unity of the Holy Spirit. But we're to endeavour to keep the unity of the Spirit. And that's why I say it's going to cost us to keep in the unity of the Spirit and to lay aside the things that would cause disunity and to spoil the body of Christ. I once remember the, the Lord laying on my heart a word from Ecclesiastes and he said, be careful when you come to the house of the Lord. Be careful how you tread. Don't come in and offer the claptrap of fools. Weigh every word you say. Be careful what you say. Not in idle speech and things that are of no value, but weigh what you say. And don't come in with grudges and, and things that you bear and divisions. Go and put it right. Don't bring your gift. If it's a gift of praise, leave it. And go and get right with your brother first. Put things right. And then bring me a gift and I'll accept it. But the Lord won't accept even a sacrifice of praise if there's uh, wrong things within our hearts toward each other. It's an endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit. And then it, it says that and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers for the edifying of the, the, the saints for the work of the ministry. It's not all the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers that should be doing all the ministry. They are therefore to edify the body of Christ so that they will minister Jesus. Amen. It's for the perfecting of the body of Christ for the work of the ministry. It is a body ministry. It's the body of Jesus that's ministering. But I believe that as we are made one in the Spirit and we lay aside every weight and the sins that beset us and the grudges and the things that are like festering boils in the body of Christ, we will minister Jesus as we should. Amen. And so as we break bread, Paul said, for this reason many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep because you don't recognize that you are the body of Jesus. You know, I've known folk who, who sit one side and break bread and somebody sits the other side and break bread and they think that because there are about six rows of seats between that it's going to make a difference when they born grudge against, grudges against each other. Let's get rid of the festering sores and the boils and the things that mar the body of Christ. Jesus said, when you're one, the world will believe that, I've be, that, that the Father has sent me. It's the best form of evangelism when the church is one. The first thing they say is, well, why are you split and divided? We can't believe that, that Jesus has been sent by the Father because you're split and divided. But when we're one in the Lord, it says the world will believe. And I believe that God, this is the work that God's trying to do. This is what the Spirit's been saying. It's been saying to even this week up to now so many times that they all may be one as we are one. That we may be one that the world will believe that the Father has sent Jesus and see the very body ministry really being put into effect, that when we walk down the street, that they see Jesus, that they say, Jesus. I want to, want to see it in Newark, that they see Jesus walking down the streets of Newark, just like he walked around the shores of Galilee to see this same Jesus being uh, multiplied again and again in his body. That's why I said, greater things shall ye do than I did. Because I go to my Father, because I'm going to proliferate in the body of Christ, my own ministry, and multiply it and magnify it by the Holy Ghost. 
And so as we break the bread this morning, I trust that there's nothing between, that we are one in Jesus. And if there is anything between, that we put things right and make it clean and make it right. So that as a body of Jesus, we minister, that there's nothing to fester or spoil or mar this, this body of Jesus. I'm thrilled to live in these days. I'm thrilled that, that God is, I'm seeing this move of the Holy Spirit before Jesus comes. That is raising up a people that will really and truly love each other, not in word but in deed and in truth. That they love each other. It's easy to say, I love you. It's different to do it. And Jesus said, don't love in word. Do it in deed and truth. Put it into action and love it in, you know, in deed and in truth. And that's truly loving. Loving's not saying, it's doing. It's being. It's, it's being there in a place of love. And I'm glad that God is, in his lovely way, is doing a work of preparation within our hearts. And, and this is the vision he's giving us. Of this, after all these years of being, folk being divided, God is bringing us together. And I'm so glad that, that the Lord's made me a part. I feel very humble that the Lord has made me a part of that same ministry of his body. That's great, you know, that he should take us from the very gutter and make us a part of his ministry. That's beautiful, that's lovely, that the Lord should do it. So let's break bread together. And, uh, and I don't need to read the scripture. I can say it off the heart. I've heard it so many times every Sunday morning. Uh, same scripture, Sunday morning after Sunday morning being read. But, uh, but I'm glad that we understand we understand where, where, where it is and what it's all about. The Lord's brought us together to be one. As we break bread, don't, don't break bread if there's something between you and another. Put it right with your brother first. Then bring, him, bring the Lord your gift and partake of the bread. Put it right in your heart first. I don't, I don't think there is, but if there is, you know, put it right. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. That with your stripes, we are healed. Because you were wounded, we are made whole. And Lord, as we break this bread, we do it in remembrance of you until you come. And we just thank you, Lord, for the multitude of blessings you've poured upon us. Lord, your goodness is just too great for words. We just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. For the second half of this recording, please turn your tape over.
Jesus was not spilt. It was shed. It was poured out. It was purposeful. The Lord himself could have turned away, but he didn't. He said that he would drink to the very bitter dregs the cup that the Father had given him, so that you might be cleansed, so that you might be renewed, and made in the likeness of the Son of God, that he might redeem you unto himself, because you were precious in his sight. Not spilt, but purposely shed. It was for this cause that he set his face as flint to go to Jerusalem to be a sacrifice and to become a fountain for uncleanness. And it was opened that many should bathe therein and be made clean. It was for you that this was his purpose, for it has brought him pleasure in bringing many sons into glory. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We can drink of you the living water. And that we can feast upon you the living bread. And Lord, again as we take this cup. And we remember again your death and resurrection. And we're glad, Lord, that you've risen to intercede forever at the right hand of the Father. Thank you, Jesus.
Well, no doubt, folks, you've noticed that I'm not Henry. A lot of people seem to think there's something wrong with me because I'm not like Henry. I want to tell you I am what I am by the grace of God. I don't seek to be any different than what I am. My missus says I'm straight up and straight down. Henry says when Bob says no, he means no. And I find that scriptural. Let your yea be yea and your nay nay. So you won't find me being the sort of person that's wishy-washy, floating here, there and anywhere. But I know where I'm going. I know what I believe. I know in whom I have believed. Praise the Lord. And I'm glad for a positive experience in Jesus Christ. I'm glad for an abiding experience of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And I'm glad to say he's wonderful. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, Henry's often spoken about having a big vision. Having a big vision. And whatever vision you've got, he says, make it bigger. God is moving by his spirit in these days in a wonderful way. He's moving upon all sorts of denominations. He's not concerned with labels. He's not concerned with modes of worship. He's only concerned that men and women will taste and see that the Lord is good and that he might bring them into a real positive experience with himself that in so doing he might make all his people one in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And you and I have got to get in step with God and look beyond all the uh, things that have separated us in the past. Apostle Paul says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And I find that if you're going to endeavor to do anything, it's going to take a little bit of effort. It's not something that falls on you. It's not something that you sit back and just think will happen. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Now, I want to tell you folks that if you don't know that God is moving by his spirit in these days, you want to ask God to open your eyes. We are already in the greatest revival the world has ever known. God in times past has moved upon little groups here, little groups there, and, and, and there's been a, a sort of revival and people have taken the pattern from it and said, oh, that we might have another Welsh revival. Well, I want to tell you, I've got news for you. There never, never will be another Welsh revival. I want to tell you this, that there's a worldwide revival going on today. God is moving upon every nation. He's moving upon every tongue and creed. And praise God, he's bringing men and women unto himself. Never, never have we known in the history of this land that God would move in all different denominations at one time, in different parts of the country, and that's just what's happening the wide world over. Praise the Lord. There's a move of the Spirit of God, and I want to be in it. I don't want to be left out of it. I want to be right in it. Praise the Lord. And I feel sure that you do as well. Hallelujah. Folk, there's a wonderful uh, vision opening up before us of the mighty moving of the Spirit of God. I wasn't prepared to speak tonight, but there we are. Jesus said unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. And he says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. Lift up your eyes and look unto the fields, for they are white or ready to harvest. Lift up your eyes unto the fields, for they are already white unto harvest. Pray ye therefore that the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Now, folks, when Jesus spoke these words, he was aware of the fact that there was a tremendous lot of people that were going to be born again. God was going to use men and women like you and me as instruments to go out into that harvest and reap it for the glory of God. 
And I want to tell you tonight, you lift up your eyes, get them off your own backyard, off your own little group of people. Turn your eyes away from your own little self and get a vision of what God is doing today. Hallelujah. He's moving in a tremendous way and he wants you to be moving in with him. The scripture says here, pray ye. Pray ye, not somebody else. You get and pray. You get and pray. And I want to tell you that this is not a get out for you. You're not, the scripture says, pray ye that the Lord of the harvest will send forth reapers. Well, that's not a get out for you. All right, Lord, I'll pray, I'll pray, as long as you send somebody else. Well, I want to tell you this, that when you really get a vision of what God is doing and you begin to pray about it, God will start to condition you. God will start to work upon your heart. God will do something in you that will prepare you to go forth into that harvest. Now, don't run away with the idea that he's going to send you to Africa, Australia, America, somewhere else. I tell you, there's a tremendous harvest right where you are. Right where you are. You haven't got to travel any distance. You just stay where you are and lift up your eyes and look at the harvest around you. There's hundreds of folk that are unsaved. There's people in these denominations that are hungry for God and want to be liberated. They want to know something of the blessing of God that you've got. Lift up your eyes unto the harvest and begin to pray and God will begin to work on you. This is not a get out for you to excuse yourself and somebody else will go in your place. God wants you to get involved. God wants you to get involved. Now, there's a little, a little bit of truth here. Breadth of vision. Have you got a big vision? Breadth of vision demands depth of commitment. All very well you having a great vision, you can go to the top of Snowdon tonight or during the day and you can look out, you can see for miles and miles around. You'll get a glorious vision and you'll come down from that mountain and you won't be one whit different. And you can get a wonderful vision of what God is doing and you can do nothing about it. The breadth of vision that God demands or gives you demands a depth of commitment. And as you seek God and pray about these things, God is going to come to you and demand of you that you commit yourself unto him. That you present your bodies a living sacrifice, which is your reasonable service. And tonight, if you've never committed yourself to God, well, now's your opportunity. Because if you want to see any height of fulfillment of the vision that you can see, it will depend on the depth of your commitment. The scripture says, pray ye. Now, when you begin to get praying and you begin to get involved, God will begin to come demanding. And until you've made that commitment, you will never hear the command, go ye. Some folk are going before they've ever committed anything to God. You see, a lot of people, they're running here, there and everything, trying to work for God. You can't work for God. You can't work for God. If you're trying to work for God, well, pack it up or you're wasting your time. Some folk are more concerned about the war work of the Lord than they are the Lord of the work. You've got to be concerned about him first and he will give you the vision. You begin to seek God about it and, and then he begins to work on you and then you begin to find that God is making a demand upon you. And when you begin to commit yourself to God and say, well, here I am, Lord, do what you want, then you'll hear these words, go ye. And until you've committed, committed yourself to God, you'll never be commissioned by God. He only commissions those 
who are fully committed to him. Don't think you can work your passage to heaven. Don't think you can work your passage into a holy life or anything like that. It's not by works lest any man should boast. But God has called us and he has chosen us that we might be laborers together with him. You know, if a man down there, if a farmer out here got a wonderful harvest waiting to be reaped and you went up to him and said, look, Marvellous field of corn, I've come to help you reap it. I'll do it for you. The man wouldn't want to know you. He doesn't know your credentials. He doesn't know your capabilities. He would not set you on. And because you see something of the moving of the Spirit of God and you think that you can go to God and say, look, there's a wonderful harvest, I'm going to reap it for you, Lord. Well, he doesn't want to know you. Many are called, but few are chosen. And God chooses those who commit themselves unto himself. And tonight God is calling for men and women to commit themselves unto God. Present your bodies. And when you present your body, you know, you present all that you have and are. It's not just an empty shell you're presenting. You're presenting yourself. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, not a dead thing. A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. We talk about wanting men and women to come in the glory way, to know something of this. I tell you this, they'll never know it until you are 100% committed to God. Breadth of vision demands depth of commitment that you might know the height of its fulfillment. God bless. We do thank you, Heavenly Father, for thy wonderful spirit this afternoon. We thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being able to gather together once again in Jesus' name. We say, Lord, thy will be done. Take from control of the coming meetings and say, have thine own precious way. And we give you all the praise and glory for Jesus' sake. Amen. The time is going quickly, brothers and sisters, and we'd like you to bring now your tithes and your offerings for the glory of God onto the frontier. You feel you want to give to God. Give us it. You've been blessed. And it will be used for the glory of God. Thank you for coming for this breaking of bread. And we're looking forward to seeing you all again tonight. But while we're clipping it up now, is many of you have to get back for half past twelve for your meal. So do be early at half, at half past seven tonight, won't you? Well, at quarter past seven, we'll have the place open at seven o'clock, ready for you to get here in good time. So we'll take an offering for the glory of God. All come out to the front. Can you please?